Hi there, and welcome to season two of the T21 Mom podcast. My name is Mary, and I'll be your host. And also with me today is my friend, Ron. Hey, Mary, how's it going? It has been way too long. It has been way too long, but I'm glad that we're back. Yeah, I mean, it, like last year was kind of an eye-opening experience for me, and I hope that it continues over the next, you know, whatever, 21, 22 episodes we're doing this year. Yeah, so, yeah, me too. And do you have a list of what we're looking forward to this year or some things that we're looking forward to? A few things. So, you know, today, well, we'll, we'll get into what we're going to talk about today, but, you know, I thought uh, we had a lot of response to the potty training episode with Katie Reinald. So we're going to have her back real soon. And we're going to answer all of your questions about potty training and things that you can do to help your rocking kiddos. And we're also going to talk about self-care because I think we all need more of that. And also music therapy, which I think will be awesome. Ainsley loves her music therapy. She's always dancing around. Yeah, yeah. And she, you know, anytime she, she sees a piano somewhere... She is gunning for it. Every time she goes over to my brother's, that's the first thing she goes to is the piano. <laughs> One time she was there at 7 a.m. He said, oh. it's a little too early for that because everyone else is still sleeping. Oh. And I'm hoping that Dennis actually might come on. So oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So we'll see. I got to... I got to... Work on it? Work on it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Well, you know, I thought a lot about this, but on today's episode, I want to talk about something that I think most of us special needs parents feel, but we don't necessarily talk about it very often. And it's a burnout. Wow. Yeah. I can imagine what the burnout factor must be because typical parents, you have a certain amount of leeway as to uh, paying attention to the child. But with mm-hmm. special needs, it's like full on all the time. You know, I've been reading about it a lot lately because it seems like it might be like a little trendy these days, which is actually kind of sad. But in reality, it's always been there. Right. You know, and because as a parent, we're required to meet our child's needs. But who is meeting our needs? Right. So, right. you know. I and unless you self-identify as, as having an issue like you know in whatever day like i'm feeling burnt out today i'm feeling Mm -hmm. tired today recognizing the signs of burnout Mm -hmm. you know that's that's one of the things and we're going to talk about some of that maybe Mm -hmm. i hope so yeah so because you know burnout stress out it all has a downstream benefit of if you're burned out what is it affecting with the child Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. exactly you know and some of the things that i've read about and i thought it's kind of true is that I've read that parents of kids with special needs are often sick more often and that your memory can be impaired at times like I know half the time I can't if I don't write something down I'm not going to remember it you know because for me that's age related but yeah I totally (laughs) understand the whole writing it down thing I'm I'm so glad the smartphones came along because now I can make notes to myself Mm -hmm. yeah I do that too right because with everything going on with age like today I have I don't know six or seven appointments Holy cow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot. And I'm going, okay, chop, chop. We got to get to the next appointment. And, yeah, so it's it's kind of stressful. So all that and this. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a busy day. So let's dive in because we got to get you off to your next appointment. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy to be here. So. Well, this is, you know, like we've said it before, we we do this because we like doing it, and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, and we've, we, you know, our guests, we've always liked having our guests on because they add so much to our understanding and our show. Yeah. So, so how can you define burnout? I kind of think it's just like you just feel this one overwhelming exhaustion all the time and not necessarily from lack of sleep, which is, you know, a factor for sure. But it's just like an exhaustion. You get up in the morning and you feel exhausted. Physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. And some days it's like, I just feel, you know, kind of at your wits end some days because some days are just going to be more challenging. Than is it others. like a fog or a wall? Probably a bit of both. You know, you don't want to hit the wall, but you're kind of stumbling around in the fog. Right. And not knowing where the wall actually is. Yeah. 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 And that, and that's challenging. You know, I certainly have had my challenges and, you know, just feeling the burnout of, yeah, I'm going, Ainsley's only seven. We still have a long ways to go. And I was talking to another parent and she said, yeah, my daughter's only four and I feel it. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter what age your child is. You're going to feel it. I mean, and some kids are going to have more complex medical issues and that's very trying, right? I don't even know how some people work if they have those additional complex needs. You know, fortunately, Ainsley is relatively healthy so i am able to work other than colds and ear infections oh and, yeah. yeah oh yeah it's been constant the ear infections it's back to back back to back back to back since christmas before christmas actually it's terrible i just can't kick it and you know and i feel bad for her you know she can't probably can't hear that well and she can't wear hearing aids because the infection of the infection so it's kind of trying but yeah, so it can be it can be challenging. So how do you how do you take the moment to step back and say, "Okay, I'm feeling burned out. What do I need to do to just alleviate this for today?" Well, sometimes And please don't say it's just a bottle of wine. No, 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 <laughs> not that because usually it's when I'm out and about, right? <laughs> I really be drinking. No, but Sometimes I just kind of let out my angst and, you know, it sounds terrible, but I don't know when it was. It was a few weeks ago and I was trying to get Ainsley's boots on. I don't know what was going on. And she like, we're in the car or like trying to get her out of the car. But lately I've been dealing with some behavioral issues where often when we get to a destination, she's trying to get to the front seat and, and honk the horn. And I don't mean just honk. She'll just lay on the horn. And she thinks this is so funny. Scampy monkey. Yeah. And, you know, and then I go around to the front to try to get her out. Then she goes back to the back seat and we play this game. And, you know, it's really challenging. And then I have to literally, quite literally, drag her out of the car. And I'm sure if people were to see me, they would question what I'm doing because she goes all limp. And so it's very challenging to try picking up a piece of spaghetti, right? It, trying to get her out of the car. So it's very frustrating. And I remember 
I just got so angry and I think I had her boot in the hand and I'm like hitting, I was hitting my car with it. <laughs> Dennis well, that's where that dent came from. <laughs> it, Dennis actually the other day said, what's this from? <laughs> I said, well, I got really mad and I started hitting the car with Ainsley's boot. I mean, it didn't really damage the car. It was just a mark, but it was just my frustration. I just had to get the frustration out. And sometimes it might be just, you know, giving out, letting out a yell or, you know, if you have a punching bag nearby, you know, but that's usually not the case and just kind of letting it out. But, you know, also it's trying to, it's telling people who are in your tribe, as we've talked about previously, that, you know, you need a little bit of help. You know, and that could just be where you might need a break for an hour or so just to get away or to do nothing or to actually do a chore that you need to do without interruption. To refocus yourself. So how do you, how, how do you deal with that in, you know, like you say in the mall parking lot? Well, you know, you got to try to keep it together because other people are just not going to understand what is going on in that moment because Ainsley's laughing. And I remember we were at Costco and she was doing the horn honking thing and the man next to me, which actually horn honking in Costco parking lots is not really unusual. <laughs> no. And he was sort of laughing and it, it is kind of funny, but when I'm trying to get into Costco, not so funny and it's raining and the weather was terrible. And I have to try to remain neutral because that only encourages the behavior. But meanwhile, I have a bystander who thinks it's funny. So Ainsley's going to feed off of that. Right. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's challenging. So have you ever had somebody come up and say, look, can I help you with something in those moments or? No, I try not to be too uh, public with my frustration because I don't want people to question what I'm doing or, you know, cause they're not going to understand unless they have another child with down syndrome, right. they are not going to understand or another child with special needs. Maybe they are not going to understand what I'm dealing with in right. that moment. So, so I usually try to hold it together until I'm somewhere where there isn't anybody else to see my angst, whether it be at home or in the parkade. And do you wait until you put Ash, uh, Ainsley to bed or do you, you know, is other times when you're you're actually having one of these conversations with Ainsley about not doing certain things? Oh, it's usually in the moment. Okay. You know, and then I realize I just have to let it pass and then it'll be okay. But it's always but it builds up, right? It's just the sense of frustration frustration. And like, you know, with the whole getting her out of the car, you know, I go this shouldn't be this hard, right? And then sometimes once I get her out of the car, she'll then, when we're in my underground parkade, she used to try to make a run for the gate. You know, I've got all these bags I need to carry and then she's trying to run for the gate and then I know she's just going to sit down right in front of the gate, but it's also a safety issue. What if another car comes? They're not going to necessarily see her there. Right. And again, she thinks it's funny. So I have to try to divert her and get her to the door meanwhile i gotta pack up all these bags so what i've learned now is i gotta unload all the bags put them out where i can grab them as we're walking to the door and then get her out of the car but it's just you know i sometimes think these things don't need to be so hard or like the challenge of these 
simple everyday things. Do you think it's a challenge of the age that she's at where she's just being a little monkey. being a little monkey? I think sometimes, yes. Yeah, for sure. So you think she'll grow out of... I sure <laughs> hope so. Well, because you'd hate this to happen when she's like 17 jumping back and forth in, <laughs> yeah, between the front seat and the back seat. Right? Yeah. And I mean, and she's almost getting too heavy for me to lift her. You know, that's coming probably in the next year or two. I'm not going to necessarily be able to lift her quickly. Yeah. And it's just that exhaustion feeling and the tiredness and thinking some days I go, you know, I really don't like Down syndrome and I really don't like autism. And I remember a few weeks ago, I was trying to get her into the car and she was, she usually is okay when she gets in the car. But this right. one time, again, she's trying to go for the front of the car. And it's dark out. Well, I didn't realize till we got home that her boot fell out where, when we were trying to get in the car. It's already 8 o'clock at night. It's after 8. Now I got to drive all the way back and look for the like, boot. Where she takes catechism yeah. is not, like it's a long way. It's not super far, but it's at least 10 minutes, okay. 15 minutes. And it's dark. And I got to go and look for the boot in the spot we were at. You know, so I'm looking for that. I can't find it. And I'm just going, Ugh, you know, and then I turn around and there are someone had left it on like the steps. So they had found it in the parking lot and took it. I'm assuming I don't think she walked to the car with only one boot on. I at least hope not. But, you know, it's just the frustration of that. And. And then we got, so then at least I found it and then we got to get home and then, you know, it's already, by this point, it's like 8.30, it's bedtime. Bath time, bedtime. Yeah. Dinner time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I remember reading something and it was, remember how tiring it is with a newborn? And then it said about special needs parents have been feeling that way for their child's entire life. Just imagine. That. I can see that, yeah. And I thought about that because and, the dependence, like, there's yeah. no, the dependence is still there from the time, mm -hmm. you know, for the various reasons. But it's because as a typical kid grows up, they gain a little bit of independence. They can play on their own. They can mm -hmm. walk on their own. They don't necessarily jump from the front seat to the back seat to the front seat and lay on the horn and and they, yeah. they and certainly they don't do it probably more than a couple of times. <laughs> Yeah, or, you know, and they're going to actually listen to you reprimand them. Whereas right. Ainsley, you know, I can't, I cannot show, really, I can't show that it's funny, which it's some, occasionally it is. Most of the times I'm like, can we just get out so we can get to our appointment or wherever it is that we're going? It's like the frustration, but I can't show that either. Because How does she respond to when you just, like, you're not laughing at something she's doing that she might think is she, funny. Oh, she'll just sit there and giggle. She just lays on the horn and starts laughing. And it's so frustrating. And, you know, because she thinks it's fun. It's like it's a game going back and forth between the seats. And then I usually have to get in. Oftentimes I have to get into the back seat and try to get her out. Or she, or if she's getting into, if she's leaning forward to the front seat, I try to actually get her right into the front seat. Meanwhile, she's laying on the horn and then I got to drag her out because it's the only way I can get her out of the car. So, yeah, it's frustrating. And I'm thinking, you know, 
we've got a million things that we need to do. I don't need to spend 10 minutes. And sometimes it is that trying to get out of the car. How have you managed to slow down this behavior so that burnout is less frequent or is it still just as frequent as it's always been over the past seven years? Have you have you found ways to kind of minimize on a daily basis where you, when you're getting to the wall, coming out of the fog and hitting the wall? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I try not to, you know, I, I realize that these things will pass and that does help. But also to recognize that, you know, these are challenging times. Yeah, like that behavior itself is not really that big of a deal, but it's the constantness of it. It's ha- it's happening quite frequently. It's, it's starting to lessen a little bit, which is good, you know, but I want it to stop. And, you know, I, I don't know when that's going to happen. So that I find it's, it's challenging. And, you know, because there's going to be other things too, right? Like the constant ear infections, you know, and I mean, it's been back to back for well over a month. And we even just saw the ENT. Just That's the ear, weeks. nose and throat guy. Yeah. Right. Person. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. You know, just under two weeks ago and he thought it had another five days. Well, we're, we're at day 12 now and it still hasn't gone away. And That's a long time for an ear infection. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought we had nipped it, but it reappeared. Right. So that's the frustration. It's just, I don't know. It's just the constantness of it. And it's hard, you know, and I, but I think you have to recognize it. And, you know, and we've talked a lot about self-care and we're, we're going to have somebody on later to talk, not today, but to talk about self-care, because I think, you know, that's what will help you to deal with the burnout and the exhaustion, because a lot of it is the grind of the constant constantness the groundhog day effect essentially of the things happening over and over and over again that is very wearing but i think if you're doing things to help you with your self-care that that helps with so tips on recognizing when you're hitting that burnout because sometimes we go we get to the point where we just collapse Mm -hmm. from burnout do you have any of your like your symptoms of burnout that you can share well i think it's like you know when i feel that anger and where I feel like I really don't like Down syndrome right now. Or if you were typical, we wouldn't be having this challenging behavior. But yet, if she was typical, we might be dealing with another challenging behavior, right? But just because sometimes, you know, when you're dealing with... Because to be clear, I mean, this is not just Down syndrome. There's autism that's playing into this as well. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I do, like, yes, for sure. But I, I think people feel it, it doesn't matter what your diagnosis is. You know, if you have a child with special needs, regardless of what that diagnosis is, you're going to feel that sense of burnout because, you know, I'm the primary caregiver for Ainsley, you know, and because Dennis and I, we don't live together. So, but he does help when he, a bit when he's over, like, you know, yesterday I had to go get an allergy shot. And so I had a, you know, I said, can you just watch her while I go? So, you know, he was able to do that so that I didn't, you know, have to drag her along with me because then, because that's just another element, right? Another layer. Did you take a few extra minutes to go have coffee? No, I didn't. Okay. (laughs) Just a thought. Yes, I know. Or stop at the pub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But uh, no, and I think you have to just, you know, realize what your limits are and your limitations. And, you know, when you're feeling that is, 
you know, you just got to take a breath sometimes. And I want to get back to meditation because I found that that really helped me. And uh, I used to use Headspace. That was, I did that. They have a free, I think it's a two week trial that you can do for free. And I quite enjoyed it. And then there's also a free app called Calm. And I, you know, it's all right. And I've used that. They have like where you could just do five minutes in the morning. And I think for me, I really need to get back to that because I think that'll help with, you know, dealing with the challenges and dealing with the sense of burnout because, you know, this isn't a sprint. This is a journey. It's a marathon. Right. right. And, you know, and so I think that's part of the challenge of dealing with the burnout is, you know, that, you know, this isn't something that's just going to necessarily end in a month or a week or even a year. This is a lifelong journey. And yes, I hope Ainsley will become more independent and, you know, that she's, you know, going to get out of her naughty phase. Because I think right now a lot of it is just being... Being a kid. Yeah, and being naughty. But it's trying, you know. And we're going to put links, by the way, to those meditation apps on the on the website. Yeah, and I think people would really benefit from some i'm sure there's lots out there but those are the two that i've used right. that i have found um really helpful and like and if I listeners said, have, you know if the listeners have recommendations about you know things that they've found useful in calming themselves down we'd be more than happy to look at those mm -hmm, for sure because i think it's a it's something that's very real in our special needs community not just down syndrome but we don't really talk about it because it's just people just see you day to day you know i've even had people say you make it look easy and that's a compliment but let me tell you there are many days I go home and I cry and you know maybe have a glass of wine as any professional will tell you people say oh you make that so look so easy but in your case and in so many other parents cases you make it look easy because you've basically it's you're a professional at it yeah. Right. You've, guess... you've got so much experience. You're mm -hmm. like these journeyman caregivers that you get to, you found the stuff that works and the stuff that doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, oh, well, I, when people say, oh, you make this look so easy. I mean, in some ways it's a compliment. In other ways, it's kind of a backhanded, Jesus, this makes it look easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just parenting in general is hard, but special needs parenting is harder for sure. I mean, my experience is only with Ainsley, but I have nieces and nephews that I that have been around. And every, every kid poses their own challenge. Of course, for sure. You know, and and it's tiring, like and exhausting. And you know, over this past Christmas, like I did nothing. Good for you. Well, I don't mean like I just didn't do anything extra with Ainsley. Like and I felt I feel guilty about that. Why? Well, because I figure we have all this time now. We should be working still on our reading. We should be practicing our writing more. But you were together. Yeah. I mean, I did no therapy at home over the Christmas break. And she played on her iPad way too much. But sometimes you just got to give yourself a break. And there were no other therapies either. And I, I loved it. I loved that we didn't have those appointments that we had to go to. And, you know, I know a lot of people, they take a break from therapy, like sometimes in the summer. And I used to think when Ainsley was little, wow, you got to keep going, got to, you know, get as much in as you can. But now I understand why parents choose to take that break. But for me, I don't really feel we can take a real official break from the therapies because I don't know if I'll get back in. 
And I've heard that from other parents too. So, you know, when we have like this Christmas break and usually there's a small break during the summer, it's like, yes, you know, you can just kind of, what's the word? Like, well, the word, the word that comes decompress. to mind for me is just nesting. Yeah. Like, like it's just home. literally, there's no outside influences. It's just you and her, you know, and Dennis, when he's there, you guys mm-hmm. just get to be together without, there's no learning, teaching. It's just the two people together. Yeah. Cause yesterday, uh, Ainsley watched football with Dennis <laughs> while I got dinner ready and whatever other stuff I had to do that day. But yeah, and that's okay. It's football. <laughs> I don't really understand football, but you know, it's Dennis's I, thing and that's okay. You know, I'm busy with other things. I don't have, <laughs> you know, at this time of year, football is one of those things where it actually is, it actually interferes with my life because like my brother and I like to go out for dinner or, or a beer on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so now there's this, all this big hype of, you know, all this stuff going on. And so until yeah. after February 2nd, we're not going for beer because we can't have a quiet conversation about the things that we want to talk about. So anyway, that, that's a whole different issue. But <laughs> okay. all, I, all I can say is the sooner it's over for me, the better. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really care so much. But, you know, and I often get people saying to me, and I don't know if it's really a compliment. I guess it is, but I don't know how you do it. Or I couldn't do it. Well, yeah, well, before Ains, you know, before I had Ainsley, I was one of those people too. And now I am doing it because I love my child. And as I tell these people, I go, you would do it too because you love your child. And most of us special needs parents would rather hear people say, instead of saying, I don't know how you do it, but say, you know, you're doing an awesome job. Because I think we need to hear that every once in a while. Because I and know- the wording there is substantially different. You know, one is saying it's complimentary in terms of I don't know, like I don't know how you do it. But in other ways, it's like denying you say, but d- denying that you, they think there's a choice. Right? Like mm-hmm. you have to do this. There's, this isn't this isn't an optional thing. Right. right. You make this look so, or you know, you, you I don't know how you do it. There's no choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so by saying you're doing an awesome job, it's a totally different thought process uh, in, in saying to you that you're doing an awesome job is a compliment, whereas I don't know how you do this is really, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> you know, the, like to me, that's just the wording is vastly different. And, and it's, I, I'm glad that you brought it up because it does make a difference how you say it. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, and I think us special needs parents, we need to hear that because trust me, I've had many, many days that I doubt myself. I question whether I can do this, if I'm really cut out for this, because it is hard. And, you know, and I remember... Do you think it's universal amongst special needs parents that those thoughts happen? I think so, you know, because... You know, like when you're having that frustration or you're banging the boot against the car, (laughs) right? You question whether, like, I can do this. And, you know, there was, I, and that day that that happened, I go, I, you know, I'm having a hard day. And I'd rather have less hard days, 
but I hope I can continue doing this because I love my child and I want the best for her as we all do. I, I know that we all do, but some of our challenges are greater. You know, I've read lots of parents because of their, the children's behavior when they get older, not necessarily kids with Down syndrome, but maybe more so even with the dual diagnosis or kids just with autism, you know, the parents say, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with my child anymore because you know, I, he, they're physically too strong or, or what have you. The behaviors have become so difficult that we can't keep them home. They have other children, you know, it becomes a challenge on, in a whole other dimension. Right. And that has got to be extremely difficult. I can't even imagine what that is like when parents are dealing with that. And we all hope that it never comes to that, obviously. But I think, you know, if you're dealing with your child with whatever challenges your child might be having on that particular day, you know, you got to give yourself grace and know that we're all human and that we're all going to have bad days. We're not all going to be the perfect parent every day. And your version of a bad day is vastly different than a lot of other people's version of a bad day. And maybe so, but you know, I just have to, you know, it's really helped me to think that, okay, if it's whatever I'm dealing with in that moment, I go, this is going to pass. It might not pass like in five or 10 minutes, but it might pass in an hour. And, you know, we're still going to live through that. And I, and for me, that really helps. And I always know that tomorrow is another day and hopefully it will be a better day because it, I think we just have to acknowledge that it is hard and it's okay to acknowledge that it's hard and that it's different and that people don't always understand our journeys but that's why we have to support one another and offer each other grace you know especially if you see another special needs parent out and sometimes just offering a smile or a hello can make a big difference or you're doing an awesome job or you're doing an awesome job yes i i totally agree or helping them carry their groceries because they have to carry the kid or like just showing a certain like showing kindness yeah which we've talked about before yeah right because that can go a long way but also i think you know as parents with a child with you know extra needs you know you have to acknowledge that the burnout is real and that is why self-care is so important especially for us special needs moms do you have any tips into how to define how like i mean self-care is different for everybody mm-hmm. we learned that mm-hmm. uh you know when you did those quick interviews the quick go around mm-hmm. at the retreat yeah in the retreat episode from last season mm-hmm. and what does self-care look like for you and what have you heard from the other other people that are common ways of self-care well i think a big one is you know and a lot of and a hot soapy tub is one (laughs) yeah but it's just that's a time factor too yeah but you know i think one of the big ones is uh exercise and being healthy you know not necessarily wonder woman but you know because a lot of it, we got to try to stay healthy for our, our children, but also to be fit. Because if like for me, Ainsley's she's heavy, I got to be able to pick her up. And also, you know, just to be in good health and just being doing exercise, because that helps to alleviate a lot of those stresses right there. And a lot of the moms at the retreat, that's what they said for self care is that they work out or they exercise. You know, I think a lot of other moms were talking about yoga. You know, I, I personally have 
only done yoga a little bit here and there, but you know, that can sort of slide into maybe meditation where you can just feel centered for a little bit of time. And I think you have to find what works for you, but I do think exercise is a big thing. Maybe it's just taking a walk every day. That can be your exercise or getting to the gym or going for a bike ride or, or what have you, but to find something, some form of exercise, I think is a big thing, you know, whatever works for you. Lifting, lifting the glass of wine is not considered exercise. No, no, okay. no it's not <laughs> just checking for a friend. <laughs> You're always checking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think in conclusion that the burnout how would you suggest that people maybe recognize within themselves when they're burning out or when they're reaching that frustration point that they just want to scream? Well, I think it's when you feel that, yeah. right? That, and to, I think it's really important to acknowledge it. And, you know, and if you have people in your life to tell them that you need some help, you know, and I know it's hard being a single parent. And uh, can I just jump in here? And if you're reaching that point and you do reach that screaming point and you start to scream, please don't feel guilty. No, I mean, right? because you have to just do it. Yeah. And just let it out, right? Yeah. And because you don't want to burn out. And, you know, because I have been there and it's not pleasant. It's not fun. You just feel like you're sinking into a deep, dark hole. And how are you ever going to get out? And it's hard because, you know, you're still responsible for this other person's needs their challenges and all the other extra things that go along with being a parent of a child with special needs. But you got to, you know, not, I think one of the most important things is not to keep it bottled in is to tell somebody, you know, I'm feeling burnt out. I'm exhausted. Can you help me? And sometimes it's just asking because often I think a lot of people want to help, but they don't necessarily know how to help. Yeah. You and I've had this discussion a couple of times about how, how people can, recognize when they need to ask for help and don't be afraid to ask for help mm -hmm. because all someone can say is no but you know what it might be yes and i've always remembered that too is sometimes it's usually it's yes you know and if they say no okay move on to somebody else you know and again it's all about and don't condemn them for saying no they may have their own reasons exactly. for saying no yeah so. but also again it's about part of like having your tribe and building your tribe because that all works into that and factors into into helping you with that burnout is when you have a tribe you can go to that tribe you can ask for some help whatever that may be it may be to watch your child while you go do the grocery shopping or you, where you just maybe need an afternoon to or sometimes it's just having somebody to vent to exactly yeah right like so. you just need somebody like you just need somebody who's going to stand there and nod their head while you're yelling and screaming about how frustrating you are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah, and we are going to have somebody on to talk about self-care, especially for special needs moms. And I think that will really help our listeners. And I think they'll get a lot out of that because that kind of all plays into this whole exhaustion, burnout, you know, all these challenges. But if you can find ways to work on your self-care or what self-care looks like for you, I think that will really help. Okay. Are we going someplace next time? Are we talking I, to somebody? I next time? think we're going to talk to somebody about self care. Okay. Sinead Quinn. Sinead Quinn? Yeah. Okay. So that's next time. And as always, if you have anything to ask us, send us an email info at t21mom.com. 
leave us a comment on the website uh, t21mom.com mm-hmm. um, where you can get episodes and always Mary's always available if you send us an email or said leave us a comment she's going to respond to you every time yes I promise to do that so and if you have a question if I don't know the answer I will find somebody who hopefully can answer that and you can also find us on Facebook also Instagram Instagram. and Twitter but Instagram and Twitter is trisomy 21 mama you can find me there. So, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review so we can be more searchable for others who may. And tell your to, friends. Yeah. And tell your friends who, you know, who may want to know more info about our little community, our Down syndrome community. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll see you next week or next time. Yes. See you, Mary. Bye, Ron. <laughs>